There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Don't go listening to another podcast. We've never let you down before. Just because Mikey picks shitty movies. That leave you crying on the floor Oh, Todd, he picks those Sappy stories And Paige, she loves her memory loss Ooh, stick around now You know you love it The trash on romance Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And joining us today is... Hey, what's up? I'm Erin. Should we just say Paige's sister, Erin? We probably should (laughs) because you're a corporate professional and thousands of people listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) And also, we should say you've heard Erin's voice on every episode ever because she's the person who sings all of the crazy (laughs) intro songs. Yes. So thank you You so much, Erin, for that. (laughs) Sorry in advance um hey if you want to i've i always told Paige, throw your requests in the facebook group happy to appease those of you who might want to hear a special song can't promise it'll be good but i'll try yeah yeah i'm on board for that and today we watched the, the backup, backup plan. plan. And from what I understand, Aaron, this is a request that you needed to be on the episode of The Backup Plan. So why is that? I adore this movie. It what? Is... <laughs> I'm <laughs> I sorry. Hang I know. on. <laughs> because it is just like a train that's on fire full of chimps. It's just like absolute bonkers. <laughs> it is insanity. It cannot be stopped. And I adore that about it. For me, it's like the rom-com that hits every trope. Like everything that should happen in a rom-com, it happens in this movie. And it, it, it happens really badly in, yeah. in this movie, which is why I adore it. I would say <laughs> that everything from the writing, the directing, like all of the execution side of this movie is executed in like a perfectly bad way. Like oh, yes. you should never do anything that this movie does. Like if you run into whoever yes. wrote or directed this movie and they give you advice, be like, hey, thanks, man. And then walk away and then do the opposite for the rest of your life and you'll be successful. Yeah. Front to down, this movie is abysmal did you say front to down yeah front to down like a star wars door (laughs) (laughs) don't worry about it (laughs) it's totally bonkers 
So, Aaron, this clearly was not the first time you had seen it. No, I actually saw this movie. I don't know if you remember this, Paige. I was in high school when this came out. Okay. And me and my friend Kim came down to go to Disneyland. And we were staying with my sister. Yeah, this is the time that you convinced me to eat flowers. I remember. Yes. I'm sorry. What? Are you a rabbit? <laughs> what is happening? She also tricked Kim into eating flowers, so I wasn't alone. <laughs> it was one of those things where, like, it was a long con where I had to suffer pain to see that they suffered pain. So I ate a bunch of them. Aaron ate, like, three flowers to <laughs> convince us that the flowers tasted good so then we ate flowers and they were terrible and she was like ha ha I got you you gotta commit to the bit I respect that have to commit to the bit yeah but we were down in SoCal and Paige, we went and saw this and um, absolutely we walked out of the movie like even at the time even in high school when you're like supposed to be like oh like love is love is so sweet and men will kiss you when you have chicken nugget in your hair or whatever like even at the time in which that's supposed to be realistic <laughs> we absolutely loved it so uh, and I've seen it multiple <laughs> times since. But like as a joke, right? Oh, yeah. As a okay. joke. It's terrible. Have you guys seen this before today? No. So this is the first time you had seen it, Paige? This is the first time I'd seen it. Oh, my God. Whoo. Man. Now, here's the thing. I know everyone talks about the wedding planner and they love the wedding planner. But apart from Selena, I, I don't usually super enjoy Jennifer Lopez as an actress, <laughs> as a singer. Love it. And so this movie, like I'm already at like a best neutral <laughs> And then she's terrible in this movie. I don't, I don't necessarily think she's terrible as much as the script is terrible. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The script is bad, but she's also performing it like someone who's never acted before in her life. And this is arguably like her 20th movie of her career. Yeah. I do not understand how her performance is so terrible in this movie. But it is. <laughs> Some of the choices she makes are truly um, insane. Like an insane person would do that. Not well, that's, <laughs> I mean, as far as the script goes, absolutely. The way she delivers some Her of the lines, lines yeah. I'm just like, what is happening? No human talks like this. <laughs> like, you're talking the way that a romance novel is written. And that's mm. not a good bar. That's not realism. That's taking me out of the story. <laughs> oh, yeah, because this story is super immersive and relatable. <laughs> it's not. It's fully not. It's, it's not. And, and But it's things where she's just like, she's trying to psych herself up to tell him that she's pregnant. And she's the just mirror like, pregnant. Scene? Oh, my yes. gosh. Inseminated. Yes. That is such a rom-com trope that you like, have your mirror convo. Yeah. It's yeah. so terrible. It is. You guys don't have mirror convos? I do, but my mirror <laughs> convos are very different. They're just like, suck it up, bitch. You're the best. And then I like leave. And this was her just being like, yes, inseminated. Mm -hmm. As if he was talking back to her like a person who should probably talk to Mikey or someone at his work. <laughs> it feels like one of those things where they probably gave her like they just put the camera on and like let her do a bunch of stuff. Yes. But I feel like they took the worst ones. They like probably they like took the worst of what. Those Aaron, what scares me is I know they were the best ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Mikey, what did you think about it? I have not watched this before. Okay, your first time too? Yeah, I just watched it. I have some thoughts. <laughs> I mean, okay. While being objectively terrible, it is very 
palpable on the senses. Yes. <laughs> it's like enjoyable to watch, I think. It's like fun, it's, fun. At least I feel like, it is. It's like cereal for breakfast. It's like, uh, you know, it'll do. I like <laughs> cereal. So that's a bad comparison for me. But I get what you're saying. We're like, it's not painful. It's not remember me where you're just like, like when yeah. will this be over? Paige on 9-11. That's when <laughs> yeah. it'll be over. <laughs> this does have something in common with remember me that I'll bring up in oh fun facts. That I think. I, my, my, the thing that bothers me the most is why they went to the bother of saying that the sperm donor was a redhead and then making the twins redheaded. Is that like a joke? I, no, I don't think it's a joke. I think it's so it can like, it, they're definitely not even going to look like him. I think right. that's why. Yeah. But I think Mikey, I think you're right. You don't need that at all. Like that's just right. a dumb I was like, <laughs> and like, They don't bring it up at the beginning and the very end. And I was like, was this funny? I don't understand why they did this whole bit for this long. Here's what's terrible. I have some problems with like this movie as a whole. Just the, the fact that, okay. Bring it in Paige. Let's get real <laughs> serious about it. Big sign. Bring it in Paige. I'm ready. This might be an unpopular opinion. We spend a hefty amount of time in the beginning of the movie of her talking about like the evils of puppy mills. And that's why she has her whole career. And that's mm -hmm. why her dog has a hilarious wheelchair. And then she <laughs> essentially goes to like the puppy mills of babies by like, and mm. this is going to sound callous, but I'm like, if you're going to adopt, don't shop. There's a bunch of foster kids that need people and you clearly got monies to burn. So <laughs> this is a very hot take. Here's the thing. How everyone wants to have children is their own choice. I, I can't decide for you. I just think that this movie sets her character up one way and then mm. immediately abandons it. And I think it would have been really hilarious if when we finally saw the like twins at the end of the movie, they were Boston Terriers. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's holding them he's like yes penny good job they certainly use the idea of her like that she left her like tech job with a bunch of money another great trope to like follow her passions right yeah she was this close to opening a bakery right like it's one of those types of tropes it's just yeah. the same thing yeah. that's why i like bridesmaids is because she closes a bakery and i'm like this is real <laughs> yeah far be it for me to tell people how they should build their families that's not my place sure uh, i just think as, from a writing standpoint it's an interesting choice i feel like there was an opportunity to make a greater statement about her and who she is as a person and they don't do it mm -hmm. they they really kind of leave her nebulous and that's a problem with most of the movie everyone in this movie is nebulous that's because it's not written like that it's written because it's like wouldn't it be funny if a woman got artificially inseminated and was pregnant and then met and fell in love and like the whole thing is written around that joke which i'm like i'm sure that happens I'm, I'm sure people just get knocked up regular and then meet other people. It happens. I've watched a lot of Maury. Some people get knocked up while they're dating other people. So, like, this movie treating it like it's so crazy is also strange to me. Well, I feel like there's probably a stigma of a woman deciding to get artificially inseminated single. Yeah. I bet that's very stigmatizing and hard to, like, come out with. Sure, yeah. I, not, not denying that. I just don't... I don't know why the movie seems to think it's outrageous my only like first thought that i have is this movie needed a lot more nuts because that dog is yes. adorable and i yes. love that it ends with that dog like it's my favorite but i honestly just think we should just get into this movie because there's so much to delve yeah, into here. Unpack. yeah 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 uh so we open on credits which are like an animated credit sequence of new york city in which jennifer lopez is fully depicted as a white woman and i yeah. don't understand that 
at all. I literally like like leaned over to Natalie and I was like, "Are they whitewashing this movie before it begins?" <laughs> yeah. I don't understand yeah. what's yeah. happening here, and it's so crazy because the first thing you see is her walking by like a restaurant window, and the two people there are like cheersing two wine glasses together, and they become bottles, and then they drink bottles like milk bottles, like that is bonkers like why why and then that happens a bunch of other times throughout this like animatic at the beginning that takes way too long i hate these credits the part that makes me laugh is that like they have all of these like traditional like moments or even like new york specific things or like oh these yellow taxis are now like rubber duckies but the one that like makes me want to like die is that they also chose to put a flasher in there (laughs) yeah yeah who opens a trench coat and there's like rattles and like binkies in his in his coat i was surprised (laughs) by the flasher until i started watching the movie in which we find out that she's about to be pregnant and dating a stalker who may or may not have murdered Muffin Girl until we see Muffin Girl later <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, he is aggressive. Like, that is the truth. Like, there's some lines <laughs> in here that are insanely aggressive. He's good after that first day, but when he follows her for like eight hours, it is a little weird. He's not. I have notes. I took notes the whole time. <laughs> I was like, he is a serial killer in the making. Muffin Girl's in the basement at the farm. Why is no one checking on Muffin Girl? <laughs> I honestly don't feel like he's likable at all i find yeah, hard yeah, yeah I, I was met until i found out he made cheese and then i was like meh well that makes sense yeah well of course he's a cheesemonger this is a rom-com like he's a he's a cheesy farm man who has a booth at the farmer's market he's because. an artisanal cheesemonger so i understand did he live yeah. on the farm and then like just commute to new york city honestly the only reason he started dating jennifer lopez is because he needed a place to crash in the city <laughs> Yeah, he and was he knew she couldn't get pregnant her. Yeah, I, I have notes on that too where like her friend is like, you can't have sex with him. I'm like, empirically, this is the one time you definitely can because yeah. you're not going to get double knocked up. So <laughs> why not? Well, she did. That's not how twins happen though. But we got to get into this movie. Let's go. Back to the credits. At one point, I just noticed Tom Bosley is in this. Yes, he is. It only makes it more perfect. This was his last film. That is heart-wrenching for Tom Yes, it is. <laughs> That's hard to take, man. That guy is like a, well, no longer living legend, but right. he's been yeah. in so many good things, and to end with the backup plan is just super sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we cut to the first scene of this movie is at her gynecologist appointment, and she's worried about the fact that she didn't get a pedicure for it. So much feet. Quentin Tarantino would love this. And it's, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's all done in VO too. She's like, oh, I didn't get a pedicure. I should have got a pedicure. And then she says, sorry, I didn't get a pedicure. And the doctor's like, I'm not looking at your feet. He, I think he says, I'm looking at your, cer- your cervix. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's like, I'm not a podiatrist. <laughs> yeah, but he inseminates her and then he's like, okay, we're going to elevate you, which is like a thing. Is that what they do? I wondered that, that they like lift you up. They do have to elevate you for a certain amount of time. Even if you're trying to like get pregnant at your house, it's usually a good idea to kind of like elevate your legs after or whatever. But like, is there something you need to tell us, Paige? No, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, I gave birth to this cat eight months ago, and that's enough for me. So the table that she's on, so she's on a table in stirrups. The entire table tilts up and back. Yeah. And I have been in many a gynecologist's office. I ain't never seen one of those shits. Yeah, that is. I don't. What is that? I got to get one of those for the house. Yeah. Uh, uh, Is it in the playroom? Let me get my jeans on. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
Todd, your jeans are already on. You probably have two pairs yeah, of jeans. Yeah, he's got on. two pairs of jeans on. Yeah. <laughs> his skinny jeans are his under jeans. <laughs> if my over jeans come off, you know it's time. <laughs> Business time. So she then, while she's elevated on this table, leans her legs back and elevates even higher. Almost yeah. just like, get me extra pregnant. Like <laughs> Well, oh my god, I'm so pregnant. You know how many women I've heard told me that? Probably none, Mikey. I'm gonna hope none. Give me extra pregnant. I did once have someone say something similar to that during sex, and it really freaked me out. If that's not a conversation you have had prior. It was not. Yikes. Yikes on bikes. It, it was also at a pretty dark time in my life, and it was not the last time we had sex. I don't want to get into it. Um, Is she the same one that said you were like Jesus? Yes. Oh, that person's crazy. It's just like when I get out, you know, get through the date and you walk her to her car or whatever. And then you like ask her if she wants to go have these on a baby. (laughs) How do you like your eggs? Fried or fertilized? Go Dutch on a kid. It's easy. We'll name it Sven. (laughs) Um, I can't believe you remember that story, Paige. Oh, that story will never leave me. (laughs) Just like remember me, that story lives rent free in my brain. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> we cut to her friend Mona's house, uh, who we find out has four children and hates them, and I love her. Do you guys know Michaela Watkins? That's who that is. Yes. I love her so much. She's so good in everything, and she fucking steals the show in this. She steals the show in this, um, but she basically tells her, she's like, it's a nightmare. I'll show you my vagina and what happened to it. <laughs> she's yelling this <laughs> around her kids who are running around her place. Yeah, she is out of fucks. Her yeah. fucks disappeared with child two. <laughs> And a half and they're not coming back <laughs> i love it so much she's trying to roast a chicken a whole chicken which by the way if you got a ton of kids under 10 chicken nugget that shit yeah like you're never gonna get through that roast chicken you know how insane. many fish sticks i ate growing up because my mom had four kids under 10 that's right that's why i don't eat fish anymore <laughs> i don't blame you but the kids end up running off with the chicken which is crazy and yeah. she screams i hate them do you smell pee <laughs> she is responsible for some of the funniest things in this movie she has some of my favorite lines i love her so much my favorite thing about her is that she's aggressively real about real things that happen to you pregnant ladies when you are pregnant and yeah. when you have children and Jennifer Lopez does not listen to her ever. <laughs> She's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've done this four times, but like mine is magical. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> like, I don't know how you go all the way to getting artificially inseminated and being like pregnancy can ruin your bladder. Bitch, I've known that from my mom complaining around the house. How do you not know the bladders get messed up? What's wrong with you? Dude, when they talk about that and she laughs and she goes, oh, I just peed a little bit. That's a thing. Have you never been around a woman over 40 ish that has children everybody laughs when they pee it's a well-known fact i'm sorry i think you mean pee when they laugh because if they just laugh when they pee that's weird yeah i mean i laugh when i pee because it's hilarious yeah yeah i'm sure mikey when you look down at your crotch region you laugh a lot most people do i think yeah because i remember the good times you know it's like running into an old friend I haven't seen you in a few hours. How you been holding up? Oh, my loose carrot. Like, you remember that Saturday a couple years ago? You and I? Shit. That was wild. Damn, man. You always get me in trouble. Yeah. I'm never taking you to karaoke again. Oh, man. This is all still in her voiceover as her legs are elevated. So we're just getting, like, flashbacks. 
So it's the flashback to Michaela, and she's like, she's not being supportive. I'm like, no, she's being honest, which is the best kind of support. Uh, her next flashback is with Eric Christian Olsen, whose name in this movie, he's only got like three scenes in this movie, but his name in this movie is Clive. And she asks <laughs> yeah. him to be the sperm donor. And at the time, we just think he's like a friend, but we'll find out later. He's her employee, and this yeah. is... Direct report. There is no HR department. There are three employees. three-person pet store. Yeah, like, there's no one there to complain. To. There is an HR department, but it stands for Hamster Resources. <laughs> it's, it's, a pet store. it's run by Richard Gear. <laughs> oh, that's a gerbil. My bad. Um. My bad. Allegedly, also, by the way, allegedly. Alleged. We cut to her leaving the doctor's office with her legs closed. Insane. Well, it's not the most insane. Well, she's just walking like. Like she's in like a three-legged race. Like she's, like she's got like her knees like knocked yeah, together. That like that like, is crazy. Well, it, she's doing it because she doesn't want stuff to leak out. Which like if this had been a sexual encounter, perhaps that is something she might have to worry about. Except that she's been inseminated, which is different. And we have established that she is crazy. She's bonkers. <laughs> so, <laughs> I do love how the doctor handles this, though, because he sees her in the hallway. He's like, you don't have to walk like that. Also, there's a support group for single mothers. Yeah. I can give you the information. I really like the doctor a lot. I thought he was very kind and very sweet. If you guys watch this yes. movie like someone who got inseminated who didn't know where babies came from, then that <laughs> makes it <laughs> She thought she was going to register for a stork to come to her house. She was like, you got to put that where? Yeah, she's like, when does the stork deliver the baby? The things that she does not know about babies or pregnancy as she goes through the through this process made me think that that doctor should be sued for malpractice. Yeah, I knew more about pregnancy. And it would take like you don't just get to immediately get inseminated. It is months. Process. Yeah. Months. It's a huge process where you're taking classes. You have to take certain hormones. You have to take things so things will implant well. There's no way she is as clueless as she is in this movie. But so she gets outside and it's raining. Has to. Rom-com trope. When you get good news, do the rain spin. Rain spin. Uh, but my favorite part, and one of the few things in this movie that made me laugh out loud, and I think they intended for that, is she leans into a stroller as it passes and just says, hello. And the mom just says, get away from me. <laughs> I remember that. I was so funny. Yeah, it is super weird. Like, why would you do that to a baby? Of course, it's a stranger leaning into a stroller. Yeah, on the city streets of New York. Yeah. yeah, she gets in a cab with who we will eventually learn is Stan. Meet cute. Yeah, meet and she's cute. And he's being, <laughs> he's being a dick about who actually hailed the cab. Yeah, he's a huge asshole. Yeah. yeah, and they can't agree on who gets the cab. But she does a nice thing, and she's like, well, fuck, I'll just get out. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And then he's like, good, I definitely won't stalk you wherever you go for the next 12 hours. Yeah. He stalks her onto the train. Yeah. And and is, like, up against her, and I'm like, is he train rubbing? This is not cool. <laughs> well, you can tell how, what the New York subway is like and how insane it is, is that, like, Nobody talks to each other on even up here in NorCal and I've lived in New York. Nobody talks to each other on the train. Like if this was happening, you would have alerted an official. He'd have been maced yeah. on the subway platform. <laughs> he wouldn't have made it to the train. Exactly. They kind of talk about it and he like walks her off the train. Which yeah, again, they get off at the same stop. You're like, yeah. impossible. What are the mm -mm. chances? He's like, oh, yeah. it's my farm. Stop. <laughs> That's my tractor right there. Holy shit. If we saw him like 
get on a tractor and drive it out of town, I would have lost my fucking mind. That's what this movie was missing, honestly. <laughs> I would have bought it, though, in this movie, because this movie is insane. The other thing that would have been really funny, too, is to find out that he walks into the city every day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Or we just had a horse that's, like, tied up in front of her apartment building. So he stalks her. <laughs> they find a penny, but it's tails up. And so she flips it and says, it's, it's lucky if it's heads up, then the next person to find it will have luck. And she walks inside so now he knows where she lives so that was a bad plan i think she throws out a line she's like have a nice life their exchange is so crazy unless you like talk to them the whole trip and like you like got to know them which it doesn't show in the scenes no he's just following her like a puppy she says to him on the subway train please stop talking to me <laughs> yes <laughs> a request he does not oblige no means no crazy man <laughs> crazy stan <laughs> yeah. We cut to her walking to work the next day in six inch stilettos, by the way. This woman is working a retail job in six inch stilettos. <laughs> She's management. She's sitting in the back all day. You know that, Paige. You've had managers in retail. Yeah, I was a manager in retail and I did not have that luxury. I was working 60 hours a week with no days off. That's because you were the manager, not the owner. Yeah, no, that's true. True that. This is where we find out that Clive is her employee. Mm -hmm. and has some sort of weird will-they-won't-they they with the other employee? Oh, did you yeah. get that? I didn't get that at all. I thought that Clive was super into her. Clive was super into J-Lo? Yeah, I thought Clive was super into J-Lo. No, so it's both, and that's what's really fucked in the head with this movie. So, like, he and the other employee are trading, like, yeah, it's like sex with you. You wish. Like, but very kind of, like, banter, but it's all sexual. Yeah. So I was like, are they having sex? It is interesting. Like, he has a strange, like, for saying no, like, he has this feeling about, like, he, like, doesn't quite understand how, like, the insemination happened or something. He's like... Do you even know who this guy is? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and it was like, no, it's like a donor, right? And he's kind of like, I want to punch him. I'm like, you... This could have been you, sir. Like, why are you so... Well, she asked you first. Yeah, it could have been him. Yeah, I, I think they're trying to make it almost like a... Like a brother-sister relationship. That is so weird. It is weird. <laughs> they, they didn't do it well. Yeah, I felt like he was like a player, but very defensive of the girls he worked with. Sounds like someone I... I know. I know, Mikey, right? <laughs> All right, calm down, ladies. <laughs> he doesn't work in a stable. Hey, Paige, you know how I pick up the horses? I just say, hey. <laughs> oh! Did you write that one? <laughs> I got the impression, and it's weird because they're employees, and it's, it's weird that he reacts the way that he does when she asks him to be the donor. But I got the impression that it was a thing where they had been friends for a long time and there's not a sexual relationship there at all, where they're just friends. Yeah. And so he cares about her and who ends up with her, but they play it so strange that it seems like he has feelings, feelings for her. And then he disappears for most of the rest of the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, we pretty much never see him again. It's almost like they were trying to make him like um, Ethan in Something Borrowed, John Krasinski. Okay. And create that kind of a relationship. No, well, someone has to to run the pet store while she doesn't work a day in her life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mikey, she's an owner. It's because her feet hurt. <laughs> <laughs> this is a damn stiletto. She spends the whole movie just literally walking around during the day in New York. Not one. There's two scenes at the pet store. There's three scenes at the pet store. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, might as well. Anyway, we cut to her at home and she's looking at her belly in the mirror, which this I'm like, I mean. I'm like, you, you ju- wouldn't this just happen. You wouldn't be showing for months. Like, this is ridiculous. But then she also goes to the support group for the first time, Single Mothers and Proud. I love it. I do. I know they're very <laughs> much trying to, like, be a very specific type of crunchy granola yeah, mom granola group, crew. But they take it to some wild extremes. Yeah. Uh, but I am glad to see both Melissa McCarthy and Alice from Workaholics. Yes! She's so good in this too. I've only she's seen her so in Workaholics, good. and when I saw her in this one, I was like, "Oh my god, this woman is amazing!" She's so. Can good. Can I bring up a morbid point? Yeah. Yes. Like you're not supposed to tell anyone you're pregnant for like the first trimester, right? Because yes. it's like no, not viable right. for the first three months. You're most likely to lose it in the first three months, if right? You would, yeah. 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 And you really can't get a solid positive until like six weeks. I think it's like six weeks and your dog has to eat it before you can get like a really, really <laughs> solid yes. <laughs> I you mean, are pregnant. I honestly, the dog could have been pregnant and that would have been a cool That's story. Too. First off, Nuts better be a male dog or that <laughs> name is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he really likes almonds. <laughs> Those would kill a dog, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Dogs oh, do they? No, oh no, Mikey, no. <laughs> Mikey, whose dog did die under mysterious circumstances. He's like, I just got super into almond joys. Don't ask about it. <laughs> I, I love this movie in like a like this movie's terrible way, but I do think that this group and the like the performances of Melissa McCarthy and Alice from Workaholics, like they're eating the scenery, they're giving it their all and going ham, and I love, I love that. I have a logistical question. Yes. At what age should you stop breastfeeding? Um, (laughs) Okay. You're going to open can of worms if you bring this. We're about to get a flurry of people in the Facebook group who are like, my kid's nine. Don't worry about it. But like, it is technically up to the person. You can breastfeed as long as there be milk in them jugs. A lot of people tend to go to like at the oldest age two or a year like 24 months like a year and a half something like that and the reason they typically stop is because the babies get teeth yeah Yeah. okay because i was at disney one year no (laughs) (laughs) yeah this story is gonna go places we were like waiting for the fireworks thing to go off it was probably like an hour we were just hanging out i was waiting there with my family and then this woman who was sitting down her child who could not have been younger than eight walked up to her and attached and i thought that was a little old i don't know i honestly have no idea you could have had uh the benjamin button disease (laughs) (laughs) but but that's why i asked because i honestly don't know when you're supposed to stop it was actually just a jockey like (laughs) (laughs) that was her husband (laughs) so scientifically there is a point of diminishing returns with the nutrients that you get from breast milk where like at a certain point they're not necessarily helping your body any more than you know eating regular food would be and it's not providing you enough nutrients for that to be the only thing you eat i realize food at disney's expensive but they can't be saving that much money like (laughs) what what are we doing Doing. And I thought, like, in my mind, I immediately thought, if the kid can walk and talk, that's probably too old. But this is coming from someone who literally has no idea. So, like, 
I don't take anything I say as serious. I have no idea what is correct, right? I think the the other thing too, because they and it's definitely used to typify this group as a certain type of mom group. Yeah, totally. Where they do the whole breast is best thing because some yeah. people cannot breastfeed. Right. Yeah. And for some people, their milk reserves run out, or any number of things will contribute to a kid not breastfeeding at all, or not breastfeeding as long as other people, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think if your kid can walk and talk and ask for it, that's going to create some social issues, maybe. For sure. Is this the scene where she says the the titular line? The titular line? But she does say, it was my backup plan, right? Like, she says that Yes, in this. this is where she kind of describes what happened. Where, like, yeah. she used to work in the corporate world, she wanted a different life, and now she's happy with her work-life balance, but she didn't find a relationship that she found fulfilling enough to create a child with someone. And so she has purchased the option to be artificially inseminated. Yeah. Which by the way, I've got some numbers on that later. So her corporate job must have been a choice for her to afford her lifestyle and for this procedure. But the support group is basically like, Hey, we're going to be there for you. Even though you don't have a, uh, you know, a partner in this, but we're your partner now. Like we realize you don't have a penis partner. No one here does, but we're going to be here for you. I thought penis partner was hilarious. I, but at the same time, <laughs> penis partner is politically correct at like 10 years before it's time. <laughs> so I was like, how, how this movie know? It's funny and accurate. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But this is where we, we see the three-year-old breastfeeding. Yeah. But I do think it was a very funny reveal that the blanket was kind of over. Yeah. So you thought it was a, a like baby. a baby baby and only to reveal that it is a full-blown child. <laughs> um, and we also they also revealed that Dakota was born in this room where you're sitting. And then after talking to them, which the whole group is basically like, it's this beautiful experience. We're here for you. It's all sunshine, rainbows, beauty, beauty, beauty. And then Mona is like, oh, yeah, it fucking destroys your bladder. <laughs> like, yeah. kiss your ability to hold in pee goodbye because it is bad. And we find out that she's going to buy muffins and pretend <laughs> that she made them. 100%. Support yes. it. So they, they get to the farmer's market. And this is where kind of over their shoulder we see Stan in his little stand because he is a cheesemonger. Has yes. to be. It's a very rom-com <laughs> job for sure. Yeah, they're definitely the house hunters couple. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, my yes. yes. She teaches yoga on the side and he makes cakes for the elderly. <laughs> but in that show, their budget would be like $25 million because that yeah, show is yeah, yeah. insane. It's crazy. So he walks over to where they're picking out the muffins and she's eating all the samples, which I think is supposed to be the first like she's pregnant because she's eating all yeah, the samples. A little pregnant shadowing. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm in trouble because I ate a whole box of Samoas at work today. You're having triplets, baby. <laughs> if you think about this movie from Sarah's perspective, that's the girl who is running the muffin the stand, muffins? right? Yeah. Like, I, I did not catch a name. Oh, sorry. I think her name is Sarah. You're a muffin girl. Muffin girl, then. That's fine. So if you think about this movie from Muffin Girl's perspective, it is like a tragedy. Her ex-boyfriend that she's trying to get back with ends up with another woman who, like, is eating all of your food. Her friend yells at you constantly. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel bad for Sarah or Muffin Girl. Well, maybe her muffins just don't taste good. 
And maybe that's why he broke up with her. Is that what you're saying, Mikey? Well, yeah, There's exactly. a point where Mona says, like, <laughs> like, your muffins suck ass, like, later. That's right at the end of the movie, yeah. Yeah, she refers yeah. to her as Muffin Bitch, which is my new drag name. Like, I would <laughs> like muffin to be called bitch. Muffin Bitch from now on. Are you a muffin top or a muffin bottom? <laughs> Honey, you gotta, un- do you peel a muffin? You gotta take that little paper thing off and see for yourself. Do you peel a muffin? <laughs> I know what she was saying. You got to take the diaper off. The di- <laughs> diaper, that's no better. Unwrap? There you go. Unwrap. That's the thing. Yeah. So he comes up and introduces himself and is like, are you, did you follow me here? And she's like, why would I follow you? Like, you're the follower. You are the stalker, man. You followed me into the train. <laughs> and then all the way home. Like he followed her from the taxi cab to her house. That is predatory behavior. Where I can only imagine that he's just been outside her bedroom window. Like if she goes home and looks, she's going to find footprints and handprints and it is bad. <laughs> so at this point, she's kind of trying to get away from him yeah. yeah where she's just like no and her friend mona's like i'm sorry but free samples though of and he specifically makes chevre by the way and i was like oh, he's a goat cheese monger that's right i am here for it <laughs> and as they're talking muffin bitch kind of cuts in <laughs> and everyone's just like back off muffin bitch they just kind of like fling her to the side she is shit on so much in this movie i feel I bad know. for her yes her only crime is loving the main male character i know yeah. she tries to cut in with like so will i see you later tonight without offering additional information oh uh, yeah. yeah she was like trying to like mark him as her property yeah yeah she was peeing all over him <laughs> so so mona gets the sample box Jennifer Lopez heads back to the pet store and by the time she gets there he's already called twice because now he knows where she lives and where she works she <laughs> is in danger yeah the beginning of this movie feels a lot like the first two episodes of the series you yes so as she's kind of talking about it Eric Christian Olsen Clive is like fixing a fish tank and falls off and then they have a sound effect like he stepped on a dog like he yes. killed a dog <laughs> yeah <laughs> The sound in this movie is like the wet mouth sounds, the dog sounds, yeah. like the sound effects in this film, like people slipping in uh, her water breaking later. Just the sound effects in this film are, they're like disc jockey, like radio level yeah. insanity sound effects. <laughs> it is like shock jock level Foley work 100%. in this movie. Yeah. I'm surprised that when they had sex, we didn't just hear like, bah, 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 like in the background. Like <laughs> oh, It's not my house. That kind of sounds like what she sounds like when she comes anyway. Like, her orgasm oh, later is we horrifying. will talk about it not to shame your o sounds out there but it is insane. yeah ladies let go get into it i'm just saying it is weird <laughs> anyway she's talking to all of her employees and she's like we've got to get ready for the book signing and i'm like who signs books at a pet store and then it's caesar milan and i was caesar like caesar milan is in this film that's the only person that would sign books at a pet store i think him and jackson <laughs> galaxy So they have the signing He's giving a talk Stan shows up in a great polar fleece Digging it (laughs) And she asks him She's like so is it a coincidence that you're here And he's like no but I love this guy (laughs) Where he's basically like I'm here for you But also gotta love Caesar Milan (laughs) And he basically starts like Interrogating her He's like do you have a boyfriend Yes so aggressive What's happening And she's like I'm going through changes And he's like menopause She's like how old do you think I am And they take it outside because Caesar Milan is like, excuse you, I'm the alpha. And they're like, okay, fine. <laughs> they go outside 
and Clive is like spying on them through the window. Yeah, he yeah. moves like a standy out of the way so he can yeah. see them. Mm-hmm. Which honestly, that's a good move. Like he doesn't know that guy. He knows that that dude followed his boss home and then stalked her. So yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, he's just fearing for her safety. He literally at one point, she's like, what are you, like have a boyfriend? You don't think I'm interesting? And then he literally like shames her. He's like, you're making a big mistake. Like, I'm very interesting. I'm very interesting, yes. His language is so aggressive. If this happened to me at a Trader Joe's, I'd be like, sir, I will stab you with this, like, you know, frozen bag of peas, which is probably all that I would have at hand. (laughs) And then when I knock you out, I'm ringing that damn bell. Yeah, Yeah. ding, ding, Trader (laughs) Joe's. Ding, ding, motherfucker. (laughs) That's what you do when you knock someone out at Trader Joe's. And then you steal their Hawaiian shirt and put it on so people don't know that you're an imposter. (laughs) So they decide that they're going to both get takeout, so they're going to walk and get takeout together. And they go to Grace Papaya. Have you guys ever had Grace Papaya? No, no I haven't never. had the original. So while they're, you know, getting the hot dogs and everything, they're talking about kind of their upbringing. He reveals that he hasn't lived in the city his whole life. That's why he's never had Grace Papaya. He talks about when his parents bought the farm and he's like, oh, no, a literal farm. They did not die. I'm not an orphan. <laughs> Gross. And uh, she reveals that she is very much an orphan. Because well, you can't have parents in a rom-com. Didn't you guys see the night before Christmas? Like you have to have dead parents if you're going to be a female on. Well, also Happiest Season, where they introduce her every time as the orphan. (laughs) (laughs) But he also is like, well, now I've got to walk you home because this neighborhood's dangerous. And I'm like, yeah, it's full of people who stalk women. Yeah, because of you. You're the danger. (laughs) They talk about their first kisses. They, Which is bonkers. They're like in their 30s. Like, why are they talking about their first kiss? Do you guys want to hear about my first kiss? I yeah, absolutely sure, want to hear it, Mikey. I was at the beach. I think it was like <laughs> seventh grade or eighth grade. And it was a nice girl. I don't remember her name. Um, <laughs> my first kiss, I kissed my boyfriend uh, in high school on the Eiffel Tower. In Paris? In Paris. That was your fucking first kiss? You bet it. How old were you? Why were you in Paris? I'm like mad. How do you come back from that? That's your first kiss? That's the first one. Was the kiss itself terrible though? No. <laughs> well. It was just like a peck. Like we were, you know, it wasn't like, you know. Oh, there's no tongue? No tongue doesn't count. That doesn't even count. Were you like slanging tongue in seventh grade? Like what? You were your- in <laughs> France! You got a French kiss! What are you doing? <laughs> Pages must be bad because she doesn't seem like she wants to talk about it. I don't need to talk about it. It's fine. I don't, uh, this, okay, this in fairness, <laughs> Paige, I, we, we're very close. I would like to say we're incredibly close. Thank you. Um, I don't know what your first kiss was. Um, oh. I, I feel like... Paige, should I tell him? <laughs> I will jump wow. through this computer and strangle you. Todd, we had lengthy discussions about what my type was, and I don't feel like there should be any mystery here. Um, so they find another oh. penny. He placed it there earlier when he was stalking her. <laughs> to attract her with shiny things. But he says he has to go somewhere and there's like a, is it Muffin Girl? Mm. Is it Muffin Bitch? We weren't, we're not exclusive. They've never <laughs> even been on an actual date. Yeah. I'm with you, Mikey. There's no exclusion. He is fair play at this point. Yeah. Um, we cut to the gym and she's there with Mona. Mona is just kind of floppy bouncing on an exercise ball. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty fun. I love her in this, man. She's so funny. Like her physical comedy to me in this scene is next level amazing. That's great. Because she's literally 
arms and legs completely liquid just like dude when they're lifting <laughs> weights and she's got like the two pound weights it's so fucking funny to me because she's struggling with them which <laughs> i feel like is not accurate because most of the moms i know are freakishly strong because oh, they have yeah? to carry children and bags of groceries and like mom things moms are stronger than people think most of the time i could see that so this is where she's like, well, maybe I'm pregnant or maybe I'm not. But like seeing this guy is going to complicate things. So we cut back to her brownstone, which is expensive as hell. Yeah. Um, and this is the first time we hear what the dog's name is. And she calls him Nutsy. Yeah. So I don't know if it's nuts or Nutsy, but like, why is that the dog's name? Yeah, I think it's great. It's really funny. Uh, and Stan calls her and they set up plans for that night. He shows up early as she's trying to take a pregnancy test. Why would you put yourself in that position? Is she is she doing it because she's thinking like, I want to know this before I go on a date with him maybe, but I would never take no. a pregnancy test right before a date ever. Yeah, I feel like mid-morning would have been better for this. Yeah. I think it is her trying to be like, do I have to break this news to him on this date? Ah, uh, gotcha. So essentially what happens, he gets there early, she excuses herself to the bathroom, which again, horrible, because if the news is not what you want... Yeah. Now you have to walk back out and be like, sure, let's go to Long John Silver's. I'm so sad. <laughs> uh, why, like, why Long John Silver? I don't know. It was just for some reason it came to my mind. But like <laughs> what happens is the dog gets a hold of the test and breaks it in half. So the yeah. little portion that shows whether you're pregnant or not is gone. The dog ate it. And here's where I have a problem. Okay. None of you have had to buy a pregnancy test, I am sure. Because if you did, you would know that they come in packs of, of two. two. Paige, for reasons, I do know that. I have, oh, I have okay. had to buy one, not for myself. Are you trying to apply that I needed to buy one for myself? I'm, I'm just like, if you haven't bought one, you, you might not know that. And if you are like actively trying to get pregnant, you buy multiple yeah. Because you're going to have to repeatedly take that test. So, like, the yeah. fact that she is, if she's in the process of insemination, she would have multiples. And even if you get a positive or a negative, you have to take the second test. You have to corroborate it before you schedule your appointment. So you always take both. And it takes so much pee that you would probably be taking both at the same time. A lot of the time. So depending on when in her cycle she was inseminated, I would guess it is in her most fertile window, which is... Which is like the downstairs window. <laughs> it's one and a half to two weeks from her period, which means that at two weeks, maybe she would know that she had missed her period, but only by a couple days, most likely, which means that she would need at least another week to two weeks before she could take that test. Yeah. So it would have to be a month from that day for her yeah. to get an accurate reading outside of a doctor's office. I would just never do this right before a date. It's total... Have a cup of coffee, do it in the morning like a normal person. Wait, you only have to pee on the <laughs> stick, Mike. You don't have to do anything else. Yeah. <laughs> That's when Mikey well, takes his. Yeah. They're also designed to give false positives. So, like, if you get a positive, you then have to go to a doctor and have them corroborate it and be like, yes. So, if she had read that test, she would have been correct based on what we know about the rest of the movie. But in real life, she can't base it all on that test. So, yeah, it's, it's a weird plot point. It was one of those things where I'm like, when I found out that this was written by a woman who had been recently pregnant, I was like, really? Hmm. <laughs> like, I didn't know that. 
But anyway, they go on the date. She doesn't know if she's pregnant or not because the dog ate it. And he seems to be entranced by her gorgeous neck. But really, he just noticed that she had the tag still on her dress. How can he see that tag under her weave? He's like pulling her hair away to like reveal her like a decolletage. It's like a very sassy moment. But like, there's no way he would see that little tag under her like giant lion's mane, which I would kill to have. I mean, you can have it. It's just like $100 or however much you got to pay for the hair. It's way more than that. Yeah, she probably is. Yeah, she got that good hair. She's got that virgin hair that they dyed just to match her hair. But essentially, he's he's trying to imply like, oh, you bought that dress for me. You bought that dress to impress me. So if you're trying to act like this is not a thing, you bought that dress to impress me. And I was like, did you go through her trash? He's so aggressive. And he won't fucking drop it. Like, it drives me insane. At this point, it's like she's on the date with you, dude. Stop being so aggressive. Also, this is the first date. Yes. Like he walked her home, but like as far as like committee sanctions dates, this is the first one. Right. And so he sets up a private dinner for them in a community garden. It's a big swing for a first date. Yeah, huge. And he does reveal that it's just pizza, but I'm like, but it's like delivery pizza. And I'm like, you make cheese. Like, if you're going to do pizza, (laughs) make pizza with your cheese, man. I thought that that was going to be a reveal, but it wasn't. He just got DiGiorno or whatever. And, like, that's it. It's the whole thing where it's like, I'm full of surprises. We're like, have you ever been on a good date that started with, I'm full of surprises? No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Unless that person's a traveling magician, that's not something you want to hear. I mean, just like I didn't want to hear you implying that I would date a magician the other day, Todd. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't want to hear that somebody is full of surprises. But also, this date is weirdly pressured, but then also laid back. Where it's like he went to all the trouble to do some stuff and not other stuff. But this is where we get her story about the dog and the puppy mill and how she like quit her job to stop them from selling purebred puppies to that store, which is like one store like she does this whole thing where she's like i i could report the puppy mill but instead i just bought the store i was like i mean if you want to start your own like legit pet store cool but also shut down the puppy mill yeah and he asks her again did you buy that dress so aggressive he won't drop it it's so annoying this is why i don't like him she doesn't want to tell you Stop forcing the issue. Like, what? why are yeah. you doing this, you insane douche? Yeah, well, and on the flip side, if she does really like him and bought it, just say you bought it. Just be like, yeah, I wanted to look nice. And he basically follows that up with, I have ways of making you talk. And I'm like, because you're a serial killer. The level of confidence and ab- like abrasiveness, this is the kind of guy that like scares every woman on every dating site. The level of confidence here is unfounded. To bastardize a Jack Donaghy quote, he has the confidence of a much more attractive man. Oh, yeah, like it's just <laughs> This is a great Jack Donaghy. <laughs> the eagerness of this like does feel odd and it gives it gives the film like a really weird timeline and I don't want to like jump the gun cuz like the next thing they do is like they have like a weekend trip for date 2. Like I'm going to come like sleep at your farm on the second date and the level of like aggressive and eagerness of his behavior like lends itself to like a very rushed and very strange timeline this movie like goes really fast to then go slow yeah Yeah, you like blink and he's moving in with her yes literally he needed a place to stay okay so no joke like what what you're saying aaron i thought because at that point 
after they like decide to make it work or whatever, there's like 45 minutes left of the movie. And I was like, okay, then what is the conflict? I have that in my notes. Uh, yeah, I was like, then what is the conflict going to be? And I thought the conflict was going to be that he is like a con artist. And like he was losing the farm because it was like in bankruptcy or whatever. And he is just trying to scam her out of money. And then he actually fell in love with her or whatever. Because that would have been conflict. But there is no conflict really in this movie. They manufacture some bullshit. Shit that like separates them for six minutes at the end. It's so dumb. This movie would have been way better if they wrote it where he was a sperm donor at one point and she ended up getting pregnant with his babies. I oh thought for God, sure yes. that was going to happen. And then no. So he says, I have ways of making you talk. He knocks red wine all over her dress. It causes a fire on the table. She can't manage a hose because apparently she is. She's wearing massive heels in this scene, though. And like I was watching it this time and I was like, she looks like she genuinely hurts herself. trying Yes, to do that. it looks <laughs> like she hooks a heel in the grass. Yes. And falls. Yeah, yeah. it's like. Um, but they end up, they basically both end up filthy. Yeah, this is supposed to be like their, oh, don't they have so much chemistry? Right. <laughs> I also, I thought as he spilled the red wine that he was doing it so that she would be like, I just bought this. Like that oh. she would say it, but no. Uh, but he basically says, I owe you another dress and another date. Come to the farm with me next weekend. And she says, I'll call you. Which I also took to mean maybe she's not gonna. Hmm. But then once I learned that he had the farm and he's taking her there, I was like, what happened to Muffin Girl? Has anyone checked the farm? <laughs> oh, you thought that Jennifer Lopez was going to be buried next to Muffin Girl after that farm vacation? Yeah, or chained. Look, he slept with Muffin Girl. Doesn't mean, okay, look, sometimes you meet someone, you go on a couple dates, maybe you sleep with them, and then you don't want to date them anymore. It happens. Or you take them out to your farm and <laughs> no one has to know how small your dick is. He probably oh did not take Muffin Girl to the farm because I don't think he really. Yeah, because that's his second date move, and he never got the second date with Muffin Girl. Mikey, are you in this movie? He like dove in with this girl, but I mean, like Muffin Girl, he probably was like, "Let's go to your place." Oh, I gotta go back to the farm. The goats need milking. I can't stay. I got an early meeting with a goat. Yeah. She gets home and nuts. The dog barfs at the pregnancy test, which is super disgusting. Yes, it is. And it reveals that she is very pregnant, according to that test. And then she has to go to uh, the doctor to have him verify it. And she's just like, it's happening so fast. And he's just like, we've been working on this shit for months. What are you talking about? Like yeah. He mentions how lucky it is. That it worked the first time, which is also like an interesting thing, too, that like it's not always successful at time one. Right. And they charge you every time. Yeah, That's how they that's how they make their money. I wish I charged by the load. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to the old folks home where she visits her grandmother, who we're just now meeting for the first time in this movie. Yeah. Almost an hour into the film. Yep. They are introducing new characters yeah, that are going to factor heavily into the plot. Of course. This person needs to go back to screenwriting school. This is a nightmare. And we meet her grandmother's fiance, Tom Bosley. Yes. And she tells the grandma, like, I'm pregnant. And her grandmother almost basically ignores her about it, which is kind of weird. She's just deaf, Paige. The lady behind her is like, she said she's pregnant, you deaf idiot. I got the impression that she was deliberately not hearing her. Wow, that's a real hot take. <laughs> that's a real hot take for a woman who's 90. 
she makes a joke beforehand because she basically like says like, hey, can we talk in private? And she's like, don't worry about it. Like they, these guys can't hear a thing anyway, is what the grandma says. But so that's then, the thing, because the grandma heard all that just fine. Which is fine. But like it, it's meant to be a joke versus ignoring, I think. It's meant to play yeah. on the, that back and forth. It's OK, Aaron. Paige has been going really deep on like really small things that bother our movies for the last like two weeks. <laughs> it's been more like two months, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It's meant to be a joke. Fine, Mr. Cinderella's stepmom killed her father. <laughs> yeah, you dumb motherfucker. That's so There dumb. are dozens of people who believe that theory. <laughs> They're all horses and you know it. Um, <laughs> she had too many teeth in her mouth. So she goes to the gym with Mona. And this is where Mona's like, pregnant women be so horny. One time I had an orgasm just sitting on the bus. And I'm just like, damn, girl, okay. And I love how the lady next to her is like, gross. Yeah. Gets <laughs> off the elliptical and leaves. And Mona goes, hey, that was a happy story. That's a happy story. <laughs> uh, but this is also where she's like, well, what about Muffin Girl? And she's like, he wouldn't invite you to the farm if Muffin Girl was still around. I was like, you know, if if she's alive, like if we know where Muffin Girl is, then maybe we could ascertain if he's the kind of guy <laughs> who would double team like that. But Gross. she resolves that she's going to go to the farm tell him everything and this is the point where they're like you can't have sex with him and I'm like but you can though this is like the one case where you can well also like what's the expectation you're just gonna like go to this man's farm and you're not like with that said the implication the implication there's definitely a weekend trip is definitely there's some implications in a weekend trip there is he's probably like come up to my farm I owe it to you and the thing is like not that it would be bad but like based on this man's aggressive behavior already that like on the day he walks her home and they don't know her and he's like when's your first kiss like what like kiss me right now it'll be the best kiss of your life they weren't even on a date at that point so i would assume that this aggressive yeah he's probably like if you love my goat cheese you'll love my dick cheese <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh no no mikey no disgusting mikey no sir bad mikey it's aged for two years <laughs> No, 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 no. You're ruining cheese for me. How dare you? She's like, yeah, I'll go to this like super like outdoor farmy space. Like you can even hear the gravel under her wheels. She's like, why don't I take my wheelchair dog to a farm? Like what? (laughs) Why? Well, she can't, she can't leave it alone. She have somebody house it nuts. Why isn't Clive have nuts? The saddest moment of the movie to me was when you see every time she's sleeping before they get together, nuts is in the bed with her. And then when they get together, nuts is on the floor. And that broke Mm. my heart. I'm like, you let that dog in the bed, you bastards. (laughs) You gotta let the animals in the bed because like Jake gets up way before me. And so the cat goes from cuddling with Jake and sleeping on his beard to then cuddling with me. And so it's like we both get our separate cuddle times. Uh, It's nice. But so she's driving to the farm. He's shirtless on a tractor. He's a cutie. Like he's aggressive and insane, but like he could get it. You think? For me, the cheese is really what pushes it over the edge. Yeah. He's not a cheesemonger. I'm not in it. Well, he takes her in that giant cheese room to seduce her. I mean, it makes sense. He's on the, like, tractor, and he's just, like, shirtless on a tractor, being a, a homegrown kind of mangs, like, and she's a city girl. You're like, okay, I get this trope. And then she crashes her car into a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's giving her shit about it. They walk into the house, and she's, like, practicing in the bathroom, telling him. Yeah, this scene is hard to watch. Yes. This is like the tagline of this movie. Hard to watch. <laughs> hard to watch. <laughs> but it's so, so awkward. Yeah. This is the worst acting in this movie, too. It's 
I mean, hard to do. This next scene is my absolute favorite scene I've ever seen in a movie, ever. Because It's so crazy. Don't say that because this is the first time in cinema that I feel personally seen. Like, okay, I feel okay. seen in this. Wait, are you guys talking the chili scene? Yes, I would Hell done this, yeah. and I have done it. 100%. I've used bread as a napkin. I have dunked bread into a pot of chili. I feel so yeah. seen in this moment. Get a nice sourdough going, and it is over in a pot That's of chili. Right. I will That's I right. will dunk that shit all day. <laughs> Aaron walked around my wedding with a mug full of chili. <laughs> I was on the dance floor with that. I was just living my best life <laughs> yeah. with a mug of chili. Hey, man, they say you take your favorite partner to the floor, and I get See, it. See, I, I spill too much on myself, and like a mug of chili in my hands outside of a sitting position is just not going to work for me. It's just Kevin from the office just like (laughs) but so she she comes into the kitchen she sees the chili on the stove and she just breads it into her mouth yes lord here's the thing she's in a kitchen there are bowls plates mugs everywhere (laughs) whoa 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 whoa. let's not judge she's a pregnant starving woman and also i did that this morning so (laughs) not not, not with chili but i did like shove a scrambled egg in my mouth over the sink so do not judge this woman that's fine so he comes in and picked her flowers and is just like, oh, so you're covered in chili. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what we're doing now. Yeah. I'd be into it. Also, chili is a weird dish for a date, for like a second date, I a think. A stew? Yeah. So as they're walking, she asks him, what's the next step for a cheese farmer? And he reveals that he wants to start a local sustainable grocery, which is a good idea in an extremely competitive market. Yeah. Um. So it's going to fail, but that's okay. Uh, and <laughs> he's not sure if he wants kids. And so she kind of seizes this opportunity to be like, okay, about that. Let's talk about future. Talk about kids. It's on the second date. Don't run away. It's fine. <laughs> if this was Mikey, they would have talked about it on the first date. Yeah. <laughs> I want kids. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. I feel like that's really, er- that feels early. I actually understand why Mikey does it on the first date because if they're not interested in having kids, he doesn't want to waste his time. I sort of respect that on some level. It is a ridiculous thing to ask on the first date, but I get it. I just get them to put, it's part of the survey I give them on the first date, which is just like, here's my deal breakers. Check yes or no to these questions and we'll continue. And if you could sign the contract, we'll meet in the playroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. They are older. You know, I think all of us on this podcast are over 30. Like, I yeah. think that that's, I think at a certain point, like, it's a fair question, you know. I would say, especially at their age, it is a fair question. Yeah. But he says, hold that thought. And he takes her into the cheese cave. And here's where I have some fucking notes because <laughs> I have been learning how to make cheese. Oh, boy. And he is not storing them at a consistent temperature. It's just in a barn. <laughs> All of that cheese is rotten. People are going to get like botulism and shit. <laughs> that cheese is killing people. That barn could be like, uh, you know, a humidifier for cheese. I have no idea. Yeah, I didn't get a good look at the barn. You know what I'm saying? It would have to be cold, though. 55 degrees year round. And that cheese has to age for at least six months. So it's usually it's like a walk in or it's underground. Most cheese caves are underground because it's colder. So the fact that he's just got him sitting out in a barn and then later when he opens the store, they're just out on the shelves. They're not covered with glass. They're not anything. I'm just like, this is a food service nightmare. <laughs> like this is no one did any research at all. I love it in this batshit terrible movie. Paige has got like cheese storage notes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I do. I do. Uh, but this is where we find out that he made a cheese based on her. 
It's the bread ornament of this movie. And <laughs> he basically is like, what do you think? You're kind of hard to read. And she just says, I really want to kiss you, but it smells like cheese in here. And I have a note that that would make me want to kiss someone more. No. Um, but they start making out. <laughs> and she's like, we can't have sex. And he's like, okay. But they're still making out. And she ends up having an orgasm while they're making out. And here's the thing. Like I said, not here to judge your O's, but like there's something about this that is like truly just the choice she makes there. Like we've said before, the way she chooses to deliver lines, what she chooses to do in this moment just seems so out of character. The one good thing about it is the look on his face initially where he's like, (laughs) what is happening? What's going on? But notice he doesn't stop because he's a man. He's just like, I guess these are good sounds, so we're going to keep going here. I guess. This is a little weird, but, you know. Yeah, Mikey, have you been in a situation where you're like, that's a weird thing to say or sound to make, but I'm not stopping if you're not stopping me. Has a woman orgasmed at you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell a personal story. Let's do it, Mikey. I did have one. She definitely owed when we were making just making out, and then she proceed to say, I think I did that just because I really, really like you, which is all (laughs) a lot to take in in like 30, 45 seconds. I mean, were you like making out where you're like kind of dry humping as well? Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. It's like a full on make out. (laughs) All right, right, right. Which is, I, I need to nail down the logistics of this oh, makeup. Man. Yeah, it wasn't just like a standing goodnight kiss. That, I was, that's <laughs> strange, but if, if it's like we're on the couch and, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah and we've yeah. just watched Terminator and ate chili. Yeah, hey, it's happening. Don't threaten me with a good time. Did you tell her she was your cheese muse? Is that why she No. <laughs> also. I'm just tired of the double standard. Why can women orgasm while we're making out, but men can't? <laughs> I feel I feel like there's gonna be some men who have, who will disagree with you. That was like Ugh. me in high school, right there. Yeah, like gave their pants. But it was the part where she she said she really liked me on like the first or second date, and I was like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> but so we cut to later. It's implied that they had a bunch of preganananat sex, and <laughs> she punched him in the process, which he was super into apparently. Yeah, he was like, it's crazy. I loved it. Yeah. The man's aggressive and violent, so of course he did. Most men who like to be violent don't like getting punched in the face. They're like the opposite (laughs) of that. So as they're kind of pillow talking, morning sickness sets in and she throws up and has to tell him. And he's like, yeah, you couldn't be pregnant that fast, crazy, but let's do it again. (laughs) And then realizes what's going on. I would probably think that, too, if someone said I'm pregnant, like right after having sex, I'd be like, that's not how that works. That's not funny. I would be like, oh, no. Did I have sex with someone who doesn't understand how this works? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Did I have sex with someone who doesn't understand that I'm not calling them tomorrow? (laughs) Right, right, Mikey? (laughs) Next time I have sex, I'm definitely going to be like, are you pregnant? Like, right afterward. (laughs) Well, you know, Mikey, you said that you've had, like, something where a girl's in this movie, like someone came just from making out with you. I'm sure this has also happened to you where a woman was with you and then immediately vomited. So, Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure those are things that are not foreign to you. At least she's not <laughs> sobbing while she throws up. I mean, that'd be worse. Yeah. It's, it's happy throw up. This is great. <laughs> I mean, I've had someone say this was a mistake. Like right afterwards. <laughs> oh my God, Todd. 
I've had someone say that during time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mikey, I forgot about that story. Oh, so, yeah, she yaks right into the, like, there's, like, an outdoor yeah. sink in there. Oh, shit, we're talking about this movie again. My bad. I thought, <laughs> just, my bad. I thought we were just, like, having a chat that was fun. My bad. He, he, he figures it out and is like, so who is it? And she's like, it's a sperm donor. The, you know, and he's like, when did all this happen? And she was like, the day we met, I didn't realize I was going to get pregnant the first time. And I wanted a baby. I never met the right guy. I didn't want to do it alone. And I'm like, this is their second date. And he's acting like she cheated on him. Yeah, I hated this so much. Um, I would have a lot of questions if someone said they were pregnant on the second date right immediately after we had sex. Mikey, I understand that. I would have a lot of questions too. He is fully an asshole to her for something that took place before he was ever in her life. That's a shitty move. I get that. I get that. But he ha- he's having an emotional... That's, a, that's, that's not small news. Right. That may be something you talk about over dinner, then have sex. <sighs> I'm still stuck on this is their second date. Yeah. Like you haven't even discussed exclusivity yet. And you're going to be like, <laughs> how dare you get pregnant? Like what? But his his reaction is it seemed a little strong to me. But then again, everything he's done in, in this movie has been more aggressive than necessary. Yeah. yeah. So but she stays that night. He sleeps on the couch. She sleeps in the bed when she's like laying in bed there. They slow pan for so long on JLo's like hot bod in that bed. They're just like, let us yeah. very slowly pan across your little tiny shorts. I did really like that scene. <laughs> <laughs> but she tries to drive away and I'm like, how? That car is totaled. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Um, but he hears her trying to drive her car away and he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I thought this would be easier. And he's like, don't I get a say? And I'm like, no not really no (laughs) not really (laughs) no and she implies that he has a girlfriend and he's like no i killed muffin girl what are you talking about (laughs) but no he's basically like you know it was a few years ago she's been locked in my basement ever since but she's in my class it's fine and (laughs) he admits that he's intimidated by her and he's worried that he doesn't have a college degree which makes no sense like this is another case of this movie just introducing new information for no reason it's just more rom-com cred that it's like oh he's also in business school for econ what a loser what a loser he runs a successful cheese farm and he's going to college what an idiot and he already ran an in like his whole backstory is redunculous well it's it's like how many things can we cram into one person's story which is bonkers she thinks they should break up so she goes back to the city she walks through the farmer's market in six inch stilettos which again girl you're walking a lot get some flats your (laughs) hips are going to be a problem and he's not there but she goes home and there's a knock at the door and it's him and it cuts to them cuddling in bed on their third day yes they're laying in bed and he's like got his hands on her tummy it's like i mean how how long that's what i wondered too okay they set up this conflict was it like three months before they got back together and he showed up at her apartment like how long long was that because now there is like a little bit of a baby bump and his hands are like he's like doing the thing like holding the belly bump wise it it would be a couple months later but the movie does not give you that information at all it seems like it's days and she would not be showing at that point so like it's just the movie not really a communicating well but also b it's not great on time it doesn't super understand i mean on one hand it understands pregnancy but not 
Like, if you told me that the person who made this movie did not pass sex ed, I'd believe you. <laughs> uh, so we cut to a doctor's appointment. Ostensibly the next day, we don't know. Time is a flat circle. And <laughs> and he's going, right? Yeah, he's with her. So that's the thing. It's like, after they go to the farm, it was like, I didn't know if I missed the time jump because he's like basically there all the time and they live together. And I was like, yeah. okay. Yeah, they never go back to the farm. He just like moves in. They have a lot of conversations off screen. Like, okay, we're only going to date each other. Hey, maybe you should move in. Like, there's so much of that stuff that we never see. Would yeah. you commit to a pregnant woman who artificially inseminated Todd? If you, like, really... I actually talked to Natalie about that last night when we were watching this movie. And I literally said, and I mean this as a compliment to you, Mikey, I was like, this is a Mikey move. Like, to commit to a woman <laughs> who's pregnant. Like, this is something that Mikey would do. I say a lot of shit's like a Mikey move as, like, a bad, like, dig on you, which is fun. But this is not one of those things, because you would absolutely do this. But twins? <laughs> I totally could could do this, I think. I mean, especially especially a sperm donor, if it wasn't, like, someone that they slept with last week. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That makes it easier, I think. But, yeah, I think I would go for it. I, I, I do want a family if someday. Yeah. But I have to really like someone on the second date for that. You have to, like, go on a weekend getaway and, like, really get to know them in your cheese barn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Absolute best. Like, in this scenario, at best, you have seven and a half months to get to know this person to the point where you would be ready to have a family with them and co-parent. And that is not a long time. And I think no. that would be the toughest part of it. We don't know how long time has gone yeah. in this movie, but like at the most, it's like what, like 60 days? Like, let's be real. It's been like, what, like two months? Yeah. And you can't half do it. He's going to have to wake up every morning and being like, okay, I want a family with this specific person because these kids will rely on me and know me. And I, I can't yeah. just be halfway I mean, he in. will yeah. be their dad. Like, they don't have a dad. I mean, they do. Yeah. And I'm not saying that biologically they don't. Whatever. You know no, what I'm no, saying? I know like, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, he will be the only dad they know. He's He is, like, stepping up in a way that is pretty... It's awesome. The, the fact that the movie just glosses over it is kind of kind of yeah. crazy. The fact, the fact that the movie allows her to have a weird crisis at the end of this movie and ignores that he has been there for months getting ready for a baby that he did not get to create. <laughs> not just like dating, living with her. Yeah. And and a baby that he did not get like choose to have. Like this isn't like a I like you, we're going to choose to do this. He's kind of dropped into the scenario and just does it. And the movie at a certain point, he slips up and says it's not mine once, which by the way it's not. No, it's yeah. not. I hated this so much. I hated it so much. He was just trying to clarify. Yeah. It is contrived conflict because the conflict they should have used, they blew their wad way, way too early on. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. This next scene, she goes to the doctor and they're like, oops, psych, it's twins, right? And I'm like, right. she's already pregnant, which is why I think like the fact that it's twins doesn't necessarily resonate as heavy as they think it does hit in my mind. Right. Well, and, and this is where we get that next scene at the park where he's like trying to reconcile the fact that it's two. Yeah. And he ends up talking to a new dad who originally thought he was a pedophile. And he's just like, no, <laughs> like my wife is pregnant. Please, please help me. Dude, Anthony Anderson's so good in this, this movie. I, I love so this funny scene. in this yeah. movie. He's in it for three and a half minutes and I love all of them. He does. And he tells him that he has three kids and he points them out. And the last one, the littlest one is eating sand. Yes. And he's like, hey, uh, you do something about that. And he's like, well, by the time you get to the third one, you don't really care. I was the fourth. And I can assure you that <laughs> instead of stopping me from eating dirt in our garden, they just took pictures of it. 
Um, But I think he gives a really interesting kind of speech here of like your old life is dead and it's rough and it's hard, but it is also magical and it's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah, I really loved his speech of, you know, it's insane. It's awful. It's awful. It's literally awful. And then something amazing will happen. And then it's awful, awful, awful. And then something amazing will happen. I don't have kids, but I bet it is a lot like that. Yeah, he does say that right at the end. He says it's the best thing you'll ever do. Yeah, Yeah. it's the best thing you'll ever do. Uh, Right before his kid hops into his lap and reveals (laughs) that he's holding poo that's not cat poo and not his poo. It's a mystery poo. That's right. Nobody wants a mystery poo. (laughs) Nobody wants a mystery poo. I like that scene a lot. My favorite scenes in this movie do not include any of the lead characters. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's just Anthony Anderson and and Michaela Watkins. This <laughs> is just carrying well, and this the, movie. And the mom group who we haven't seen in a century, yeah. Which, they're coming back right here. That's so right. again, they've been out of this movie for almost an hour. Yeah. But we get the support group and they're like, you're lucky to get twins. What are you talking about? And she tells them about Stan and they're like, um, this is a single mom's group. Yeah, and they decided to take a vote, and I for sure thought they were going to vote her out. Well, so did she because she left. They yeah. make it seem like she, they they did. They like get, yeah, they right. Get, it makes it feel like that's the reveal, and then later they're like, "Oh, J.K., like everyone is unanimous. We just like didn't call you. Like it's like very yeah. weird." She gets in a taxi, and Stan gets in with her because he's been stalking her again. Yeah, and he brought her papaya dogs from Grace Papaya. They have this conversation of like, I don't expect you to stay. Like you, you have an out. You don't have to stay. And he's like, I want to stay. And she's like, but you don't have to stay. And I'm like, he just said he wanted to stay. Yeah, let him stay. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? But this is where I noticed that there was 40 minutes left in the movie, and what else could even happen? And we yeah. are over an hour into the film, so we cut to she's finally showing. She's got the bump. Her clothes don't fit. She's still trying to walk in heels, which you are not supposed to do when you're that pregnant, by the way. (laughs) He takes her to an event that's all seafood, which, by the way, when you are pregnant, there are a lot of limits to the seafood you can eat. So I was like, why are you even bringing her here? (laughs) Like, she can't eat any of this shit and she's throwing up. Um, She keeps trying to suck in her belly. And I'm like, girl, you're pregnant. It's the one time that you're allowed to be like as fat as you want to be. And no one's going to (laughs) say anything to you. I can't wait. I'm just going to be like, no, I am eating nachos for two. Suck it. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) Bring me your cheese, cheesemonger. More of it. Anyway, she ends up ripping her dress in the bathroom. They get home. He rips it off of her. This is actually kind of hot. He like rips yeah. the dress off from the back. I, I, was, I, was, I like, was into the scene. Yeah. I was like, okay. She lays down with the prego pillow. He goes to brush his teeth. And by the time he comes back, she's completely unconscious yeah. and taking up the whole bed. So we get another shot of him at the park with Anthony Anderson where he's like mad at the pillow. <laughs> and Anthony Anderson's like, yeah, fuck that pillow. I did once. My wife drew eyes on it. And you're just like, what is going on in that house? I love that so much. I love it. Too. I honestly wanted their movie. Anthony Anderson, his wife and their crazy three kids. One of which has a poop collecting problem or Pika. Like oh, the, the, so the disease disgusting. that makes you eat things that aren't food. Like that's a fascinating story. But this is also where he's like, uh, yeah, preschool is like 20 grand, which by the way, Depending on where you are and depending on the kind of preschool you put your kid in, you know, but for New York, trying to get somebody into a good preschool, yeah, it probably does cost a lot. 
about 20 grand. Anyway, we cut to her shopping for baby stuff with her mom and Arthur, the fiance, and the people from the mom's group show up. And this is where they say the breast is best thing. Yeah. Where I'm just like, not everyone can breastfeed. Quit being dicks. And we find out that Alice from Workaholics is about to deliver and is putting Jennifer Lopez on her phone tree so that they can all be there. She wants the whole group to be there. Which, spoiler alert, you do not want that many people there. That is a bad idea. We go back to the house where he's studying for economics. She gets home and basically needs his help unloading all of this stuff that she bought for the baby. And he's just like, how much did we spend on this? The stroller doesn't fit through the door. Like, what are we doing? And they start just arguing about how stuff has changed. And I'm like, yeah, she's preggert. Like, it's going to change, like, no matter what. I did think that that is one of the moments in this movie that I appreciate is, like, it does touch on conversations that I think, like, I think at one point, I don't know if I'm rushing it, but he's like, are you still in there? Like, pregnancy changes a woman significantly. And yeah. I thought that that, there, that is the one, like, lovely slice of realism in all of this is, like, the money stuff is super scary and hard and he's asking the realistic question which is like i fell in love with you are you still in there um and it's actually kind of in these next couple scenes because she is now visibly showing like she's getting towards the end and she's eating a ton of mcdonald's in bed and (laughs) that's my dream i love how he's legit holding her mcflurry yes (laughs) for her and they're both reading what to expect when you're expecting and he basically is like hey you've got chicken in your hair and she's trying to like put the moves on and he's like not tonight and she kind of falls asleep but then she wakes up to the sounds of him in the kitchen making a million pancakes. Yeah. Can I just say before we move into the pancake scene, I hated that he shot her down because he was just complaining to the guy in the park that they weren't having sex enough or whatever. Right. And she comes on to him and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. She is covered in chicken, though. That just makes me more ready to go. That is dinner and a show. Why are we arguing about that? That's that's fair. Sure, 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 sure. Also, if it's been a while, you make allowances (laughs) for stuff like that. It has been so long for me, I would have sex with a chicken nugget. (laughs) (laughs) Mikey, I got news for you. They got a drive-thru. You can make that happen tonight. Real talk. So she wakes up to him making a bunch of pancakes in the kitchen, and he's freaking out about like do you know how much preschool is do you know how much college is like how much money is this i can't do this and she basically is just like come back to bed we will figure it out and tells him that she's got money saved up and this is where he asks her are you still in there and she says i'm still here and he throws the pillow out the fire escape into the dumpster which is a huge dick move like that is a pillow she needs to be comfortable to sleep, you fucking monster. Yeah, because yeah. you can't Especially just third sleep. Trimester. Yeah. 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 That's such a dick move. I hated that so much. I would have felt better if he just tossed it off the bed and was like, cuddle me. But like, yeah, yeah he threw it in the trash. <laughs> yeah. We cut to the next day. He takes the stroller back to the store and it's massive and knocking everything off the shelves. And he runs into a store associate and he's like, where, like, why are all these huge? And she's like, well, it's two babies. He's like, yeah, but babies are small. What the fuck is happening? Yeah. And she says, you should see the babies that come in here. Total fat asses. <laughs> Which I'm like, line. it's a baby. <laughs> yeah. Gonna body shame a baby? Uh, a second baby is 
fucking huge. Yo, she's got some <laughs> juicy biscuits, but she's adorable. She's super adorable, but yeah. she's 27 pounds. <laughs> How old is she? Born in April. Whoa. Oh my god! Whoa. Whoa. Okay, I was thinking like a year old. No, she's like nine like, months old, and she's like huge. Homegirl, Damn. she's thick with three C's. So she then hands him a card that's like, "Hey, my boyfriend and I do custom work. We can solve your stroller issue." Yeah. yeah. We never, we don't visit it again until the end of the movie. Um, yeah, this act is what makes her realize that he really wanted to be with her all along, not the fact that he's been with her all along, which is insane right. to me. But let's it's move on. It's crazy. Yeah. So we cut to he's in his exam at school and he doesn't understand what's going on. He's going to walk out of the test. And this is where we find out that Muffin Girl is miraculously alive and (laughs) notices what happens. Uh, But this is where we cut back to the house and Jennifer Lopez is looking at herself naked in the mirror. And this is where we see the 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 back goodies. Uh, And she's complaining that she's gained another three pounds and it went straight to her ass, which, by the way, her ass looks great in this movie. Yeah. I'm sure it always did. Like, I don't think there's a problem with it, but she's like, I miss my old ass. And she shows him pictures of it. And he's like, it's a nice ass. I never knew that ass. Like, you've been pregnant the whole time. <laughs> We've known each other, yeah. basically. <laughs> but I mean, he likes what she's working with. Like, he isn't saying no. Also, Except for that yeah, one time he said no. <laughs> I looked it up and JLo is 41 or two in this film. So, yeah. Like, She's looking ferocious, man. I'm 10 years from that, and I look like a trash panda. Like, I, <laughs> so, she's looking great, man. This is like yeah. what we did when we did Overboard, and Goldie Hawn was like 41. Yeah, in man. Overboard, she looked amazing. You do not look like a trash panda. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Oh I just God. wish, I was going to say, I wish I looked like, you know, I'd look like JLo pregnant. That's, that's yeah. great, man. I look like Roseanne pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mikey, you're lovely. No, nonsense. (laughs) Roseanne scares horses away. Um, Have you ever been in the Facebook group? Women are are all about the Mikey. There there was one on Twitter the other day where she's like, if Mikey comes to the UK, and I'm just like, damn, girl. (laughs) This isn't even in a DM. This is public. I got The worst part is when I actually date people now. They're like, I listen to your podcast. It's like, are you really gonna date? Are you gonna ghost me? <gasps> oh, Mikey, no! Oh, I love that that's happening. And I was like, there's only one way to find out. Is, 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 it, is, it, is, it, is it girls who listen because they found out about the show because you're talking to them, or girls that yeah. already knew? Okay. No, okay. no, no, no. It's like they're like dating. And they're like, what do you? You know that awkward moment. I, I don't know. You guys are in serious relationships now, but like that awkward moment when you're dating someone and they're like what do you do for fun like what do you do in a night and i'm like oh i'm recording this podcast like oh like what's your podcast about and it's like it's like this awkward conversation where you have to like be like i do this podcast and like no no it's like people actually listen to it like no one believes you and then like you know yeah they're like oh i'll listen are they like are they really into you and they're like oh i'll listen and then they like have follow-up questions they're like are you gonna ghost me and you're like i don't know you want to go have these on a baby (laughs) (laughs) you're just like i don't know boo Oh yeah. Like the last one, the last girl, she definitely listened to a couple episodes and had questions. Well, thank goodness (laughs) she didn't listen to the shit that we cut out. (laughs) Yeah. But this is where Jennifer Lopez uh, has pictures of her mom and kind of talks about her mom dying and her dad leaving. And that's kind of why she doesn't trust men. 
And as they're having this conversation, the phone rings and it's the mom group because Alice from Workaholics is having a baby and she wants them all there for this. And oh, no, it is amazing. I love it. Oh, when Melissa McCarthy is just like drumming and singing. I'm like, I love this. I'm here for it. When Melissa McCarthy is walking through like full on doula in this scene, I was like, Uh. oh, this is my mom. Yeah. Uh Here's what I'll say. (laughs) Awesome buffet. I loved that they have a buffet there. <laughs> oh, it did look good. And they were like looking at it like, why would we do this? And I was like, I would totally be eating the chicken. Yes, 100%. <laughs> but also, I hope that's not a rental because if you fill a baby pool with water in your rental and have a baby in it, you're not getting your security deposit back. Nasty. Um, and okay, water births are like way more common than people think, but they're not usually done in kiddie pools. It's in a bathtub. It's well in a tub or like a jacuzzi. Yeah. And it's tricky because it can slow down your labor. So like it's like a tricky balance and, you know, whatever. You definitely want to have trained professionals there to do it. But so it's a very crowded home birth, too, which is dangerous from a germ standpoint also. But essentially they're making them watch and Jennifer Lopez wants to leave, but she can't because she's the focal point. Uh, Alice from Workaholics poops uh which by the way i talked to my friend who is a labor and delivery nurse and she says that people poop all the time (laughs) it's like she said like yeah like half the time i just love that someone comes with a net and fishes it out yeah they they fish it out of the water let's look at this in context okay sure 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 a lot of people poop just when they're trying to fart yeah that's true (laughs) and so like if you put that in context can you quantify a lot of people mikey (laughs) and also are you really sharing a personal story right now no, 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 Todd, I'm with Mikey on this one. We have a word for it. It happens often enough that yeah. there's a word for it. And the people are surprised when you're pushing out a baby that other stuff comes out? Yeah. I, I, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. Wasn't it this so podcast where you guys, I think Todd said like a couple episodes back where he's like, there's two kinds of people in the world, people who have shit their pants and people who haven't yet. Yeah. 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 Yes. Todd. Excellent point, Aaron. Hey, listen, I've had the flu once and shit went down and it was not fun. I've done it healthy and sober. So you know what? That's the thing, Todd. If it's okay for you to show, man, that's funny. (laughs) If it's okay for you to shit yourself with the flu, it's doubly okay if you're pushing a damn baby out of your vagina to to poop. You're saying it like you're arguing with me. I fully agree with you. Oh, no, Todd man. definitely is against. He's definitely arguing with us. No <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I think and that Alice in this scene is like the sounds she's making, her her physical comedy. Oh, yeah. She is. I feel bad for calling her Alice. I feel terrible. I don't know this actress's real name. She's amazing in this scene, and I'm loving what she does. Like she makes like those like guttural like goat sounds. Oh, like, yeah. yeah, it's so crazy. When they make Stan get a mirror because she wants to see, they show it's silhouetted, but you're just like, oh god, the head! Like, ah, like yeah, you we're can see seeing it. it. Oh yeah. no, and it's out. She passes out in the kiddie pool, basically, or Jennifer Lopez falls face first and passes out into the kiddie pool which at this point would be full of afterbirth. Everyone says it's so they're like walking home after and they're like, everyone says this is beautiful, but it was terrifying. And he's like, I don't ever want to see that again. And I shouldn't have seen that. And she's like, well, you want to see ours, right? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> that was too much. You can also be there for the birth, but not on the catching end. You can be on the, yeah. the like the pitching end. That's fine. I also <laughs> feel like a birth in a hospital is gonna have a different vibe than like just popping one out in a kiddie pool. Very, very different. I mean, I have only witnessed hospital births. So that's my only experience. 
I have never been at a home one. But this is also where we find out that he walked out of the exam and he's quitting school so that he can work full time. Which, to be honest, I don't know why he was still in school anyway. He had, like, a dream to do a thing that he's already kind of set up to do. Yeah. Manufactured conflict. Yep. It is completely manufactured, and I hate it. And this is where they run into Muffin Girl, and she's like, I can't believe you're pregnant. And I'm like, bitch, where you been? Like, yeah, it's this has been going on for months. And they really miss that joke of, like, J-Lo being like, I'm kind of worried about her, and be like, I never really liked her because, you know, the muffin top. Oh no You don't say that to your pregnant girlfriend man Yeah you don't say like hey a little bit of fat chub is disgusting Not yours But like somebody else Like that pillow is gonna get laid way more than you Hey everybody love a little cushion for the pushing You got to this I'm not saying that I'm just making a muffin pun <laughs> uh, but So muffin bitch is like I can't believe you're pregnant And I'm like has she not been to the Has, has she not come to the farmer's market again Not yeah. been at the farmer's market Like what's happening And he to clarify to her That he did not get J-Lo pregnant But they are still together Is just like they're not mine But you know whatever And it's literally just him explaining the timeline Yeah, yeah. Like that's all it is Yeah And J-Lo flips out so ridiculous flips out and muffin girl tries to like yeah he always told me he didn't want kids and i'm just like get out of here muffin bitch like what are you doing (laughs) quit stirring shit and he also does something that like the movie jumps past it it doesn't dwell on it at all but he says something so important for fights in relationships that the movie just ignores but he says that's not what i said but that is what you heard good line It's great. And I'm just like, people need to learn that sometimes your emotions are influencing what you are hearing and it is not what the person said. Yeah. And sometimes you got to check yourself or you wreck yourself. This is where I started to like him, where I was like, when he kind of like defended himself and was like, I am trying. Like, I am here. And in this convo, when he like, they kind of have this spat and she's like, walk away. And he was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, and and him him being like, when you do that, what does he say? Like, when you do the autopsy on all this, like yeah. this convo, you're going to find that like. You were at fault. You were yeah. at fault. Like, I'm telling you, I'm here. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. And she basically is like, I, you had to come along. I was fine with my plan. I'm like, no, you weren't. What were you going to do with twins? You didn't even know what being pregnant was like. Like, Also, if your whole plan was to raise these kids or at that point, kid, by yourself, you can do that right now. Yeah. I didn't ruin it just because I'm awesome and you fucked up this relationship. Yeah. Sorry. In that situation, I was him. It's like you said, Todd. It's manufactured for the sake of like, we've spent so much time in this movie. We did not structure the conflict well. So now there has to be some kind of issues so that we can rise and come back to a conclusion right i hated this because every all of the sub characters were like this is exactly why you push people away which she definitely has not done throughout the whole film right and i was like what is this what is going on so we cut back to her house she got a new pillow but she can't get comfortable and so she calls mona over so that she can dive into the dumpster for the other pillow mona should be the one going into that dumpster because she is way too pregnant to be dumpster diving no one should be in the dumpster talk. <laughs> Go to Walmart and buy a new one at midnight or whatever. Like These are also good <laughs> options, yeah. No one should be in the dumpster. How are you going to wash it? The pillow's all fucking ripped up, so they don't even take it out of the dumpster. She, like, makes Mona stay over so she can sleep on her. But Mona goes ham on her. Yeah, Mona gives her some harsh-ass truths. Like, here's the thing. At this point in the movie, everyone else is giving her harsh truths, but I think the movie still thinks we empathize with her. 
which is strange because Mona's just like, hey, you push people away because this happened to you as a kid and stop pushing people away. He's been here this whole time. You need to apologize, basically. Just go over to his house and get comfortable, like whatever. So he must have a house in the city. He has. If to. he has a house in the city and a farm, that guy's doing fine. Why is he going to college? Yeah. Anyway. He's independently wealthy. He just went there to meet women. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to meet Muffin, bitch. Oh. Anyway, the next morning, they all are up eating breakfast. Mona looks like she hasn't slept a wink. And grandma shows up and is like, hey, we're finally getting married. We've been engaged for like 22 years, which fine, whatever. Manufactured nonsense. They try to paint it like where it's like she's learned from her her parents and from her Gma, who like isn't committing either. That mm-hmm. like she should. They try to like paint that narrative, and it just doesn't land. But they're trying to paint all of it in five minutes. Like they didn't put it anywhere else in the movie. And her grandma at this point also gives her harsh truths of just yeah. like, no, you're being dumb. And she's like, well, he said the kids weren't his, and, and everyone's like, they're not. But he was still here. So like, well, and that's when the stroller gets delivered. And that's when she's like, oh, my God, this means everything or whatever. So insane. (laughs) They're getting ready for the wedding. They're about to leave. The doorbell rings and it is the custom stroller. And it's that that stroller's badass, though. Well, he even says it. He says it later. He's like, it took that to convince you. So we go to the wedding and she he won't pick up his phone and she he won't answer her texts. And she's just like texting in the middle of her grandmother's wedding. Walking her down the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about her. Yeah. We cut to the farmer's market where there's a guy trying the cheese that's named after her. And he's like, it's stubborn. Yeah. (laughs) Then her water breaks at the wedding. During the conga line, obviously. You know what's real gross is that all the old people check just to make sure they haven't peed themselves. Well. Which I feel like, do we need that? But also, it's amniotic fluid which sometimes has blood in it and any number of things and so like first of all she would know immediately that it was happening because she would probably already be contracting yeah she'd feel yeah. pain yeah not everyone's water breaks sometimes that's the thing they have to do to you at the hospital yeah they like manually have to do it they have to do it and so like she would already be in pretty active labor at that point and she's just walking around like oh no <laughs> like oops uh, they get to the farmer's market, which at this point, she is running the risk of dropping that baby Two in babies. that Rolls Royce. Well, and they're like, hey, let's all just leave your wedding. It's like grandma, grandpa couldn't stay and you couldn't just go to the hospital and then call or, you know, like- I get it. It's a baby. The grandma grandparents want to be there. Eh. Fine. But, you know, whatever. So they get to the farmer's market and she's talking about the stroller and she's having contractions and her dress is spotless. And if her. Her water had broken in that dress. It would be fucking filthy. It'd be soaked. (laughs) It'd be a hot mess. They do let her hair get crazy, which I appreciate. Like, she doesn't look like stunning the whole time. They let her look a little cuckoo. But they leave the flower in it. And I'm just like, take the flower. She has the flower in her hair in the hospital giving birth. Lose the flower, lady. She's like (laughs) trying to like tell him that she's like, you know, changed her mind or whatever. And she's like, because everything makes sense now. And I'm like, fucking does it? It does not. None of this makes sense. (laughs) They get to the hospital. They're fighting while she's in labor. And again, he's in it with the harsh truths where he's like, I've been here the whole time. You're the one who left. And I'm just like, get her. (laughs) Like, do it. Um, But then... As he's going through this, he's like, because I'm in love with their mommy and I want to be their daddy. And I was like, why did he say mommy and daddy? Like, no, like, that's. (laughs) Is it weird that I like actually kind of love that line where he's like, yeah, I thought it was sweet. Is it weird that I was crying a little bit? I was. No, here's the thing. I was crying. And then I was like, mommy. 
Because <laughs> like, he says, like, I want these babies to know that I love their mommy. Like, that, you know what I mean? Like, I would have go mom and dad. Oh, but they're babies. They would say mommy they're and babies. dad. They're babies. Yeah. Fine. It's anyway. so weird that you have a note about this and this oh. batshit horribly written What movie. is going on this with you right now? and the cheese storage. You Like, these are the things yeah. that you have. This is what we've been dealing with for, like, three weeks. Such a cynic. Paige, <laughs> did you just have, like, a script get denied by a studio? Like, yeah. No. Are you? <laughs> I don't like it when adults say mommy and daddy unless they're talking to children. There, they a, were. There's definitely kids coming right now. They're coming, but they're not there and they don't understand English. He's talking to an adult. It's in the context of how a ba- I want the baby yes. to know Ugh, that in the way fine. that a baby would understand that, that I love your mommy. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense to me. I thought it I was really sweet. <laughs> I thought it was sweet. I, I was fully on crying, and like Paige yes. was like, oh, this is fucking no, idiot. Here's the thing. That's probably how he talked to her belly, was like, I love your mommy. That is so sweet. I was crying, and also, it like took me out of crying. Like, I was like, okay, no. Like, you have some what? very specific triggers that you need to talk about with a licensed professional. <laughs> yeah, that's, Not that's me, probably though. true. I don't know. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, he he's like, I'm not going anywhere. And then we cut to what I would assume is a few months later. Yeah. And he's reading to the kids. And at first I was like, what is he reading to them? And then it turns out that it's Caesar Milan's book. Heck yeah. yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. And one of the babies spits up on him. We find out that they named one of them Penny. And then it pans through the house and it pans across the kitchen table where there's like a bunch of toys and stuff. But those are all way too old toys for the age of the baby that they have where I'm like that baby can't play with those yeah (laughs) anyway we cut to further in the future right where the store that was next to her pet shop that was for rent is now his fancy grocery store where they just keep the cheese out in the open like it's not a perishable (laughs) dairy item you and this cheese storage get off it It will make people sick. This is a health hazard. (laughs) He toasts to her. Uh, She responds with, it was my cab. And then he proposes to her at the cheese counter with a Cartier ring, by the way. Yeah, that is a gorge rock. Yeah. Did you see that Cartier, Cartier ring, Mikey? It was awesome. Cardi B. (laughs) Yeah, I like her. I got notes on that ring. I've got notes on that ring. When he pulled out that ring, I was like, his parents have so much money. Yes. They head home and she barfs because she's maybe pregnant again. Question and then we mark? get a zoom in on her face, zoom in on his face, and then a zoom in on nuts. Truly beautiful. And that's, that's the movie. movie. Having seen the movie, having talked about it, let's get some final thoughts about this, what I'm going to call a nuts shit of a movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a terrible film. Yeah, I'm, I'm all about a man falling in love with a pregnant woman. I want to see a better movie about it. Then yeah. you need to watch Don't Think Twice. I'll watch it. It's on Netflix, I think. Right? I think so, yeah. I love that this movie, go. the scenes that really grab me that I think are done really well, like I said, are not the main characters. Like I think the mom's group is super funny. I love Anthony Anderson in this. I think Michaela Watson has a perfect, or Watkins, sorry, has a perfect performance. She is a delight. Like there's parts in this that I really enjoy watching. I love it still. And I and I will continue to watch.
watch it on occasion every couple of years because of how insane it truly is. <laughs> I really hated this film. It felt to me like it was a really, really <laughs> poorly written Lifetime movie. So I did some research afterwards. And I don't know if you have this as a fun fact, but this is a CBS film. Yes. So like when I read that it was a CBS film, I was like, oh, that makes sense. I actually have more detailed notes about it. Yeah. So let's just jump into fun facts, though, because that was like my biggest takeaway from this movie is they should stop doing this type of thing. So <laughs> so let's get into it. So this is CBS Films's biggest grossing film to date at the time. So the writer, this is her first film. Uh, she came from writing television, specifically sitcoms, hmm. yeah. which is Makes why. Makes a lot of sense. Yes, which is why every scene in this movie introduces a new conflict and then resolves it. Because in a sitcom, you would have to resolve things in like 10 to 11 minute segments. Yeah. So that's why the movie does this. So let's talk about that ring at the end. Okay, the Cardi B yeah. ring. Yeah, the Card Cardi B ring. <laughs> the, the Cartier ring, depending on the diamond you choose, that really makes a huge difference. And so you can't get an exact price because it depends on your diamond. But an estimate that I found online was about $38,500. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> that is sincerely a lot of cheddar. It's, <laughs> it's a lot of cheddar, uh, but not when you consider that her apartment, it costs multiple millions if she owns it. Right. And it's in the $10,000-ish range monthly if it's a rental. Yeah. New York people are bougie, but like nobody's spending that much money on like pet items you know well that's the other thing too because she also has the lease for the store yeah. which depending on where that store is that storefront could be costing her another million a year like Good it's bon like the amount of money that she has to have for this to be even remotely possible is insane not to mention we never see his apartment but the lowest he could possibly hope for and live reasonably close to her is around two grand a month. And that's like a studio with no kitchen. We're talking, he's probably paying three to 4,000 a month and he has the farm. Now he's probably not paying a mortgage on the farm, but he's probably paying property taxes. Well, I thought his family, I thought his, his parents bought that farm. They did, but he'd still be paying property taxes on it and whoever's running it There's and like the maintenance staff. on that farm. Yeah. Yes. I thought his parents lived there. No, no they moved to Phoenix. They moved to Phoenix. Oh, that's right, when they retired. Yeah, so, like, they would both have to be multi-millionaires for this movie to work, essentially. Yeah. Three different dogs played the role of nuts. <gasps> oh, nuts. Were they all disabled, actually? No, I don't think any, none of them were disabled. So, this is Tom Bosley's final performance. Oh. This is the last thing he was in. And this was Jennifer Lopez's first movie role in five years. So she took a break because she had her kids. So she's seen, and so is he, reading the book, What to Expect When You're Expecting. And she would go on to play the role of Holly in the film adaptation of the same name. Personal fun fact, I did coverage on that movie. Oh, hey. oh really? I did coverage on that movie, and I got the script and the cast list and based on the script draft that I got I approved it and I was like this is actually going to be a really good movie and then they completely changed the script for the movie that oh. ended up being made is JLo actually in it she she is and when I finally saw the movie I was just like what the hell did they do to this script that was a really nice fun script and would have actually been a pretty decent movie uh they just kind of 
destroyed it. Whatever. This was released the same year as The Switch with Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. And The Kids Are All Right, which also deals with artificial insemination as well. Uh, One of the buildings in the neighborhood where the store is, the pet store, has graffiti. And it reads M-A and J-L, which is a reference to her real-life husband at the time, Mark Anthony. (gasps) I'm going to end our fun facts here with this last one. Because remember when I said that this film has something very much in common with remember me oh yeah. no this film was on the same blacklist really <laughs> yes i think we cut some of it out of that remember me episode where i was like hey sometimes scripts are on the blacklist for a reason they shouldn't be made we're now two for two <laughs> yeah. of blacklist scripts that have been terrible Remember me and this one. I think I left some of that in because you and I, yeah. but I did cut some of it though because you and I like nerded out about the blacklist for like 20 yeah. minutes. All right. Are you guys ready for some box office then? Heck yeah. 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 All right. So this movie came out in 2010. What do you think the production budget was? There's a lot of locations. Tom Bosley yeah. is in this. Come on. I'm thinking like, I don't know, like 45, 48 mil, something like that. I think this is higher, believe it or not, because just for... Yes, tons of locations and locations that wouldn't necessarily be a soundstage. Some of them are going to be on location and you just got a huge cast. I think this is pushing 60 or 70 easy. All right, Mikey, what do you think? 35 million. Mikey is absolutely right at $35 million. (laughs) They got people cheap. Uh, Dealey did not do well. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's fair. That is fair. All right. So this movie came out April 23rd, 2010, and it was second the week it came out. It was beat by how to train your dragon. That was in its fifth week. That's right. And it was still number one at the box office. It's insane. Obviously, the backup plan was number two. Date Night was number three. One of my favorite movies that did not do very well at the theaters was The Losers. That was number four. Mm. And I then love Kick The Ass Losers. Was number five. Of course you do, because it's got Chris <laughs> Evans in it, and I know your type. But yeah. Losers, guys, if you haven't seen The Losers, it's a really pretty great action comedy. It's I think it's a lot of fun. Anyway, what do you think it made its first weekend out on April twenty third, two thousand ten, or that weekend? I'm going to say this probably made 15 mil its first week. All right. What do you guys think? Uh, I'm going to go like more like 11 or 12. All right. 10. All right. It made 12 million dollars. Yeah! 12.2 nice, to be exact. Nice. And it went on to make another 37.4 million dollars domestically and 37.7 internationally wow. for a total of 75.2 million dollars and then See guys, it's great. No, it's not. <laughs> and then in the home market performance, it made another $14.7 million. Jeez. So it did all right, I guess, close to $90 million ish yeah. in that range when you account for, you know, DVDs and like home sales plus box office. It's not bad. Not bad for $35 million. Yeah. But this movie is not good. Mm-mm. Do you guys think they're still together? I feel like they have kids. Like, Yeah, I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they are. Yeah, I think he needs to get her to some therapy. I think his store failed, but I think they might still be together. <laughs> I, I think it's not a problem because they're both like really rich. Yeah, yeah they're both yeah. stupid rich. They might still be together, yeah. Uh, would you date either of these people? Mm, here's the thing. He flip-flops halfway through this movie from being a stalker to being really cool. I would date second act Stan. Okay. Wait, guys, is Cesar Milan gay? Because would hit. Um, I, don't, I don't know. 
I love Caesar Milan. I would date him. Uh, I don't think I would date uh, either of them. Do you know what Caesar Milan likes? What's he like? Doggy style? He, he like yeah, doggy style. <laughs> but I heard I heard he gets a little bitchy and keeps you on a short leash. Oh, oh man. Even though Stan flips, like in the end, I never would have started dating him because of his approach. Like so aggressive. Yeah. I never would have even fair. given him a shot. Yeah, same. I don't like aggressive men. No, man. I'm trying to think what personality J-Lo has in this movie. The only distinct characteristic is I want children. Which seems like your type, Mikey. That's true. (laughs) So this week, you guys made me watch The Backup Plan. Whose turn is it next week? I can, I fully forgot. This would be me. This would be my week. Oh, Mikey. So what are you making us watch next week? I'm going to pick one of my... What of an, an influential film of my childhood. Oh, boy. Wow. Oh, okay. No. I don't know if you guys have ever seen a movie called Angus. No. I've seen I've seen part of Angus. I have not seen the whole thing. <laughs> it's Okay, well, I'm going to make us watch it cuz I think more people need to watch Angus. Okay. <laughs> the 1995 film Angus? Yeah. Okay. So, guys, your homework for next week is to watch the 1995 film Angus. I'm just going to read the synopsis real quick cuz I Thank think it's going to let you in on what Mikey's childhood was like a miserable fat teenager secretly has a crush on a class beauty ends up becoming the surprising participant to dance with her at a high school dance meaning he's got to get his acts together with the help of his best friend mikey are you okay do i need to make <laughs> us all watch dumpling so we all cry <laughs> <laughs> no this movie's great kathy bates plays his mother Aww. i'm in you had me at kathy bates James Vanderbeek is in this film as the jock that is his rival. Oh, that makes sense. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, while you're looking over the review you're going to read, let me tell them how they can have their review on the podcast, and that is to leave us a five-star review. You guys get it. You've heard this a thousand times at this point. So, yeah, just leave us a five-star review. It's easy as that. Mikey, who's you going to read today? I'm going to read Diana Bananarama. <laughs> I love it already. Let's go. She says, you are my life now. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you, Edward Cullen. (laughs) (laughs) She says, uh, I have to get tents for my car window so people don't see me laughing like an idiot with this power thruple. Ooh. Paige, Todd, and Mikey are such a great team but offer different perspectives about every film. I love that we also get bits and pieces about Mikey's love life. That deserve a segment of its own, much like the Patreonicals at the Horror Virgin. Five stars. <laughs> oh, I agree. We honestly, we we should just do bonus episodes that are just horror stories from Mikey's dating life. We we should do bonus episodes where we interview people I've dated. Holy Yikes. shit! Yes, Mikey. So, Aaron, thank you so much for being yes, a guest on this, this so awesome fun. podcast. I love your songs, Aaron. Yeah, oh, you're amazing. I'm so glad. It's such a blast. So where can people find and follow you? Um, I am not much of an influencer of any kind, but I do have an Instagram that I find really enjoyable. It's called Dang Whose Mans Is This? And there are underscores in between each word. And it is where I have posted a menagerie of terrible um, online dating profiles. And it's a lot of fun. You'll get a good laugh out of it. It's a good follow. I thought we would find you by just jumping in your cab. And then riding a train with you and then following you home. That's right. You could find me that way too, you know? Just uh, You can also call her office twice before she gets back to it. That's an acceptable <laughs> way to reach her. Exactly. No, thanks for having me. You guys are Absolutely. a blast. And uh, love making songs for the podcast. Like I said, if you guys who are listeners want to throw requests or anything in the Facebook group, feel free to do it. Happy to see some of your favorite tunes um, as intros if you'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see that happen. 
<laughs> so um, yeah guys If you like this power thruple that we have Here on this podcast make sure to check Out our other podcast the horror Virgin and that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on but Paige Gets around and she is on Two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast So guys definitely check out those Because they're amazing if you want to follow us On social we are at Romancing the pod show Yes On Instagram and we are at Something else on Twitter who I just Have never taken the time to learn it It's just romancing pod show because they have A character limit and it's show SHO like showtime So guys check that out as well and if you want to follow Us all individually Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere Including TikTok except for Twitter where she is at Paige Wesley Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome everywhere and guys we got a P.O. box so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box it's actually not a P.O. box it's like a regular street address it's pretty awesome it's 6688 Nolensville Road number 108-34 Brentwood Tennessee 37027 so send us some stuff yeah that's going to be it for us, guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. <laughs> You're my heroine. No, oh, God. Oh. <laughs> Later, baby. Uh, all right. Later. <laughs>